Welcome to Serious Faith, a podcast exploring the gospel story by story to discover the way of Jesus. Welcome back to Serious Faith. Another week, another scripture we're looking at this week. We are in John chapter 7 as we continue on. Uh, we're starting in verse 14. And uh, I've noticed that this Bible I'm using, I'm using the Wesley Study Bible, which is done in the Common English version. Um, it does not have nearly as many headings, right? We're going heading to heading, story by story. So this one's going to be a long one. This is chapter 7, verses 14 through 52. It is a long one, but it is all one encounters, all right? So it makes sense that this would all be at once. Uh, so let me read it to you, and we'll jump in and uh, try to digest this a little bit. It says this. Halfway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and started to teach. Astonished, the Jewish leaders asked, He's never been taught. How has he mastered the law? Jesus responded, My teaching isn't mine, but comes from the one who sent me. Whoever wants to do God's will can tell whether my teaching is from God or whether I speak on my own. Those who speak on their own seek glory for themselves. Those who seek the glory of him who sent me are people of truth. There's no falsehood in them. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keep the law. Why do you want to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon. Who wants to kill you? Jesus replied, I did one work, and you were all astonished. Because Moses gave you the commandment about circumcision, although it wasn't Moses but the patriarchs, you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man can be circumcised on the Sabbath without breaking Moses' law, why are you angry with me because I made an entire man well on the Sabbath? Don't judge according to appearances. Judge with right judgment. Some people from Jerusalem said, isn't he the one they wanted to kill? Here he is, speaking in public, yet they aren't saying anything to him. Could it be that our leaders actually think he's the Christ? We know where he's from, but when the Christ comes, no one will know where he's from. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he exclaimed, You know me and where I am from. I haven't come on my own. The one who sent me is true, and you don't know him. I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. So they wanted to seize Jesus, but they couldn't because his time hadn't yet come. Many from that crowd believed in Jesus. They said, When the crowd comes, will he do more miraculous signs than this man does? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about Jesus, and the chief priests and the Pharisees sent guards to arrest him. Therefore Jesus said, I am still with you for a little while, before I go to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you won't find me, and where I am, you can't come. The Jewish opposition asked each other, Where does he intend to go that we can't find him? Surely he doesn't intend to go where our people have been scattered and are living among the Greeks. He isn't going to teach the Greeks, is he? What does he mean when he says, You will look for me, but you won't find me, and where, I'm, where I am you can't come? On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and shouted, All who are thirsty should come to me. All who believe in me should drink. As the scripture says concerning me, Rivers of living water will flow out from within him. Jesus said this concerning the Spirit. Those who believed in him would soon receive the Spirit, but they hadn't experienced the Spirit yet, since Jesus hadn't yet been glorified. When some in the crowd heard these words, they said, This man is truly the prophet. Others said, He's the Christ. But others said, The Christ can't come from Galilee, can he? Didn't the scripture say that the Christ comes from David's family and from Bethlehem, David's village? So the crowd was divided over Jesus. Some wanted to arrest him, but no one grabbed him. The guards returned to the chief priests and Pharisees and asked, Who didn't, or Why didn't you bring him? The guards answered, No one has ever spoken the way he does. 
The Pharisees replied, Have you too been deceived? Have any of the leaders believed in him? Has any Pharisee? No, only this crowd, which doesn't know the law, and they are under God's curse. Nicodemus, who was one of them and had come to Jesus earlier, said, Our law doesn't judge someone without first hearing him and learning what he is doing, does it? They answered him, You are not from Galilee too, are you? Look it up, and you will see that the prophet doesn't come from Galilee. Uh, so this scripture passage is interesting uh, because you've got another interaction with Jesus in, uh, in a holy place, right? He's in the temple, and he's teaching. And this, this whole encounter uh, is really interesting because you see different reactions from people as Jesus would offer the truth. And so you have some people who respond sort of inquisitively. You have some people who respond very firmly against it. You have some people who are very firmly for him. And it's really interesting to watch this all unfold. And so it starts with Jesus just teaching. It doesn't even say what he was teaching. It just says he, he stood up and he began to teach. And uh, it's funny because the Jewish leader's response is immediately, well, he hasn't learned, right? Like he isn't, he's never been taught. How does, how does he know the law, right? How does he know the law? And he says, Jesus responds simply, he says, my teaching isn't mine. It comes from the one who sent me, right? In other words, this wisdom comes from God. You know, and I think I'm reminded in this section about Solomon, you know, like, we could say that Solomon was super wise and he knew a lot of things, but really he only knew them because he asked God and God provided for him the wisdom that he needed. And I think about the early days of my ministry, you know, I can still remember the day I sat down with the, uh, my associate superintendent to talk about taking my first churches at the age of 20. And he asked me, you know, what, what can I pray for you this week? And I said, I said, I need wisdom. <laughs> I need wisdom. Like, I'm, I'm 20 years old. I have no clue what I'm doing. I really need wisdom. And so we pray, and we pray, and God provides, right? God provides the wisdom. And Jesus, interestingly, says that whoever wants to do God's will can tell whether his teaching is from God or whether he's on his own, right? There's there's a discernment that comes when your heart is, is sold out for Jesus, when your heart is completely in God. He is 100%, you know, you are able to tell when someone is genuine or not. There's like a discernment that can happen. It's it's almost like like things like no like things. And so he says, those who speak on their own seek to glory God themselves, but those who seek to glory God speak the truth. Right? He says, look, the whole point is to glory God. <laughs> and so the crowd gets really upset by this. Right? He says, you have a demon. Who wants to kill you? Nobody wants to kill you. Right? Because they are accusing Jesus. Why? He, Jesus says, why would you want to kill me? And this is, well, who wants to kill you? You're crazy. And he says, look, I did one thing. <laughs> he says, look, I did one work. I love that. I did one work. And you were all astonished, right? And he says, he says, look, Moses gave you this law of circumcision. Circumcision, the whole point of circumcision was for the betterment of the man, right? It was a dedication to God, dedicating his life to God. And that's what you did. That's why you circumcise your children on a certain day at a certain time, right? Is because you are dedicating them to God. Well, Jesus is looking at this and he's saying, look, if you can do that on a Sabbath, what's the deal with me healing? I'm making an entire man well, right? It's not just, it's not just like a spiritual well. I'm making him physically well and spiritually well and mentally well and emotionally well. Like I'm healing this person, right? And he says in verse 24, don't judge according to appearances, judge with right judgment, right? Look at the things that actually matter here. What is the heart of the matter? What is the heart of God on this matter? And so it's interesting because then they turn and they say, okay, 
right? They're obviously intrigued by his teaching. They're really intrigued. And I think most of us, when we read the Gospels, we're really intrigued by Jesus. There's something about him. There's something about the way he teaches. There's something about the things he does that is intriguing. And so this crowd is intrigued and says, well, wait, could it be that he's actually the Christ? And they're like, no, 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 right? And they start to logic their way out of it. We're like, no, Scripture says we won't know where the Christ comes from, and we know where this guy comes from, <laughs> right? We know. And so Jesus just explains to them that, look, physically, yes, I came from Galilee, but the place I came from, you don't know that place yet. <laughs> the person who sent me, you don't even know him very well yet, right? Because if they did know God well in these moments, their responses to Jesus would be a lot different. And so it says that in this, in this, many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when is he going to do more signs, right? And the Pharisees are questioning still. And that's when Jesus says, I'm going to be with you for a little while longer. And then there will be a time where you'll look for me and you won't be able to find me. Right? Because they're trying to kill him at this point. And it says it's not his time yet. You're going to look for me and you're not going to find me. And the Jews are like, oh, okay, that's it. Where can you possibly go that we can't find you? And what I love here is he talks about the Greeks. He talks about... Uh, he says, is he really going to go to the Greeks? Like, surely that's where he's talking about. If we're not able to find him over there with the Greeks, surely he won't go there to preach, right? That can't be. And, and I love it because Jesus' response is that on the last day, he gets up and he says, all who are thirsty, come to me. All who believe, drink. Because I'm going to give you rivers of living water that will flow out from within me. And man, I love this. I love this because he says, look, if you are thirsty, you come you believe, you drink from the river of living water, right? And it, it, John, John here even clarifies that the river of living water is the Holy Spirit, which Jesus offers to his followers. And the reason I love this is because I look around sometimes at the church and I look around at my life and I wonder sometimes, where is the living water, right? There are plenty of places, there are plenty of churches, there are plenty of Christians that I look at their lives and I think, where's the life in that, right? Where's the living water? Have, like they they we look thirsty we look like we're in great need we look like we're a mess and we think where is the river of living water right now and i i think this sometimes when i look at my own life right when i go through seasons of difficulty you know last week we we left for a vacation and our car broke down halfway there and we never made it we spent the entire time carless in the middle of kentucky and i and i look back and i think man i really wasted some of that week because because I wasn't living within the river of living water. I wasn't I wasn't focused on what is God doing here, right? I wasn't asking in those moments, you know, okay, God has me here for a purpose. There must be some reason I'm here. Who am I going to who am I going to pray for? Who am I going to minister to while I'm here? Who why does God have me here? And it didn't look like rivers of living water. And I felt really convicted when I came home that I had really kind of wasted that opportunity God had given me to do ministry and and to love people and to share his his goodness with, with people. And so so I think of this in the church too. I mean, how many churches would you look at and you would classify as dead, right? Not they may not be like dead as in like their doors are closed, you know, some are, but but they're spiritually dead. They're 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 they may as well have closed, right? There's enough junk going on in the church, there's enough really nothing going on at sometimes, right? They meet for church church services on Sunday mornings and that's the bulk that's everything they do as a church is meet on Sunday mornings. 
and but nobody's living the gospel. Nobody's feeling the river of living water. And I think, man, Jesus promised this, right? He says, scriptures promises this, that rivers of living water will flow from him. That if Jesus is present, there will be a river of living water. And so, man, the responses here are, I feel like are very similar to ours. There were people who were intrigued. You know, this guy's a good prophet. And the other people were like, he's it. He's Christ. And then others, they said, well, no, the Christ can't come from Galilee. Right? They reason their way out. That can't happen. And so I read this passage, and I wonder to myself, am I living, is my life defined by a river of living water? <laughs> am, I, am I connected to this river of living water? When I'm thirsty, do I know where to go to drink? And really, not do I know where to go, because I think all of us consciously, unconsciously know where we're supposed to go when we're thirsty. But really what we're asking is, do I actually go there? Right? Do I actually go to the river of living water when I'm feeling thirsty? Do I go there? I don't know. There are days I do. Seasons that I feel like I do. But man, there are seasons where I feel like, come on, God. Right? And yet the whole time, like this is what I love, the river, river is constantly moving. Right? Rivers don't really stand still. They're constantly on the move. They're constantly going somewhere. And so it's not, like, it's not like it's on God's end that God has stopped the river or dammed it up, right? God doesn't do that. So the disconnect must be on my side. Am I just not drinking from the river? <laughs> and so, so that's really the, the, the question that I leave you with, you know, because we've talked a lot about how we respond to Jesus. And I think in this, in this episode, really what we're looking at is how do we respond when we're thirsty? Where do we go to be filled? Have we learned that the Holy Spirit is the river of living water? Do we rely on the Spirit for life? Or do we find it in other places? Where are we going for that? Because we could look at it like the Pharisees who, who say, well, Jesus must be nuts, right? This guy's crazy. Or we can look at it like the crowd who goes, you know, what he's saying actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> He's saying that when we come to him, we get this river of living water. And so far, everybody who's come to him gets healed. They get demons cast out. They get their lives transformed. There's something to this guy. And I think for most of us, it's the reason we're in the church. It's the reason we're following Jesus is because there's something to him. These, we've had some encounter with him along the way that is, has intrigued us. But we have to choose, right? He says, if you're thirsty, come. But he says, all who believe in me should drink Right? What he, in other words, what I'm saying here is we have to choose to drink from the river of the living water. It's not like the river is just going to like wash over us when we don't want it. Right? We have to choose to drink from the river. We have to choose to drink from it. And so I'm really feeling convicted by that. And so I'm going to wrap this episode up because I feel like I need to go and drink from the river of living water. I need to go and spend me some Holy Spirit time in this in this time. So are you drinking? Do you know where to go for the living water? Go get it. <laughs>